Welcome back to Your Voice First Podcast. In this episode, we take a look at a play-to-earn game called Sunflower Farmers. Starting off 2022, this was one of the top play-to-earn games and the first big blow-off game on the Polygon blockchain. It ended up getting so big that gas fees on Polygon grew to about 50 cents, which is about 200 to 1,000 times what we usually expect on the Polygon network. Very soon, at the end of January, we will be rebranding this podcast from Your Voice First. It'll be called On-Chain Experiments, so we will be updating all of the titles on all platforms to the new name. This episode is Sunflower Farmers, the play-to-earn game that is kicking off 2022. Hope you enjoy. The top play-to-earn game of 2022 starts off the year with Sunflower Farmers. It got so popular that gas prices shot through the roof on Polygon. Now, shot through the roof is like we were seeing transaction costs of instead of less than a penny or a hundredth of a penny, we were seeing like 50 cents for a transaction, which was a lot for Matic users. But at the end of the day, when you compare it to Ethereum, which on a heavy transaction day, you could pay upwards of $1,000 for a transaction um, or a couple hundred dollars. It's very, very minimal on the Polygon network. That being said, Sunflower Farmers is the most popular game right now. If if you look it up in uh, January 2022, Sunflower Farmers is the most popular dApp. Three reasons I really like and have found the Sunflower Farmers game uh, awesome. One, it is open source. Anyone, and you can still do this, if you look up Sunflower Farmers, you can find their repo and you can download the code and you can run the game locally, which is awesome. And tying into that, the second thing is 100% of the game is on chain, which means there are no centralized servers. And so when you spin up the game locally, you were playing the exact same game as what the company is running over on their own hosted servers because everything is on chain. Everything can read from the same public blockchain. Uh, We're all able to play the exact same game, whether I want to spin up my own server that's hosted on their servers, or if I want, I can, I can run the game locally and play the same game with other people. And I could then make my own skins for the game. And if, if someone wanted to make a variation of this game that looked like Minecraft and could then continue to submit transactions on the smart contract, you could do that. And uh, it's really awesome to see 100% on-chain and 100% open-source games. And one other side effect of that means they've got all of the assets in the game are ERC721 and ERC20 tokens. So you've got some things like the Sunflower, which is the basic unit, and that is an ERC20 token. You can trade that on an exchange like QuickSwap, Uniswap. Um, You'll see the token price on a CoinGecko or a CoinMarketCap. Additional things that are ERC-20 tokens are things like axes, surprisingly, and pickaxes, things that you would use to chop down a tree. It's actually a consumable resource, and when you chop down a tree, you actually spend that axe to chop down the tree. And you can then accumulate resources to then ultimately craft other items, which are other ERC-20 tokens, or some items are ERC-721, non-fungible tokens. Mostly it seems the ERC-721s are more collectibles, things that you would put around your farm as decoration that might have side effects on how you experience playing the game. It doesn't change your output of ERC-20 tokens, 
but they do seem to have just kind of an impact on playing the game, kind of like a skin, something that doesn't impact your performance, but does impact the qualitative feel of playing the game. The ERC721 tokens you can swap on OpenSea. So the, it's really cool that for a video game, you've got two different exchanges depending on which asset you find valuable for accumulating. In Axie Infinity, the SLP, pretty much all the assets are ERC721, I believe. I guess the SLP is an ERC20 and the Axies are ERC721s. But they don't have too many variations in assets, whereas I feel because this game is 100% open source and 100% on chain, all you have to do is deploy another smart contract and then add it to the front end game and then it can continue to be extended kind of forever. And then that brings to the third point that I think is really cool about Sunflower Farmers. The community extensibility of it. They have an entire tutorial that shows how to add your own NFT to the game. And pretty much how it works is it builds on the last two points. You download the game locally, you spin it up locally using the chain, you then copy and paste their example NFT smart contract, you tweak it, use your own graphic designer to make the pixel art, add the pixel art library to your local version of the game, and then when you're running your local version of the game, you can actually play and see and test your new NFT inside of the game locally, uh, which is really cool. And then whenever you're ready, you just create a pull request with the main game and you message the community and you say, hey, I would like to add my NFT to the game. And if you add it, you can actually then get royalties off of the people that continue to sell and use your NFT. So you as the creator have a new opportunity to earn and create a business model and a creative outlet for you to support and be supported by the Sunflower community if you are a Web3 artist, whether you're a Web3 musician or you're a Web3 digital artist and you want to add your NFT into a game, you want to get into the play-to-earn sphere, you want to get into the Web3 sphere, check out Sunflower Farmers. Um, next, next point is going to kind of be a little bit of a downer. The game has gone into maintenance mode. As of this past Friday, the game was put into maintenance mode, and I'm going to read a quote from their website now. Vulnerability and Snapshots. A vulnerability was exploited in the crafting system, which enabled a user to mint infinite iron pickaxes. This was raised by the community, and once it came to the team's attention, the game was immediately shut down to prevent people from crafting any more items. At this point, the snapshot was taken to preserve farmers' inventories, resources, and NFTs. This was taken at block number 2345693, and will be used to redeem all NFTs and resources in Sunflower Land. You must still own these tokens and NFTs if you wish to redeem them. As of Friday, January 7th, the Sunflower team has decided that it was time to perform some much-needed updates to the game. To do so, we have put the game into maintenance mode as we make improvements and relaunch the token. The game has been put into maintenance mode, which has been nice because the gas prices have gone way down. Instead of seeing what was 500 to 1,000 guay, we're now seeing normal gas prices of 20 to 30 guay, which makes Polygon a significantly cheaper blockchain, which is awesome that the gas prices have gone down. Everyone is super happy with lower gas prices. But unlike a normal game, the team that built this game, because it is 100% on-chain, can't shut it down entirely. And so people ask the question, is the Sunflower token still on exchanges? 
there's an error message here that says, if you buy the Sunflower token game token after the snapshot and grace period, it will not be available in Sunflower Land. Always do your own research. While the game has been taken down, it is not possible to remove the smart contract from the blockchain or from decentralized exchanges like QuickSwap. We have taken the necessary steps to blacklist the token, but it is inevitable that bots will continue to play the decentralized game by interacting directly through the blockchain, and people will speculate on the Sunflower Farms token. The team does not control these exchanges or listings. Given the permissionless nature of the blockchain, we cannot stop anyone from trading the Sunflower Farms token. Those that continue to trade are purely speculating and rewarding the bots that continue to interact with the smart contract. Anyone who obtains tokens from the grace period are doing so for pure speculation of the old Sunflower Farms token and will not be guaranteed any tokens in Sunflower Land. That line right there of the of the grace period, they're doing so in speculation and it's not going to be guaranteed in the new Sunflower Land. That reminds me of the fork of Ethereum. Back in the day, there was this fork when the DAO hack happened and there was a hack in a DAO in the early days of Ethereum. And uh, there was a fork. One fork, they said, hey, we're going to roll back all the changes so that the bot does not steal all those funds. And then uh, you'll be able to use your funds over here. And then there was another fork that said, no, this was the original game. This is how it was supposed to be played. We're not going to change it. And then that become called Ethereum Classic. So similarly, here in this game, there was a big hack from a bot and the team decided to shut down the game. And they're saying, hey, if you decide to still use this old token... It's going to nullify the tokens that you could have access to over here on our side, which eliminates the double spend problem that existed with the fork of Ethereum and Ethereum Classic. With the fork of Ethereum and Ethereum Classic, as far as I'm aware, you had those tokens in both Ethereum Classic as well as on Ethereum. And so you could double spend those tokens uh, because both chains were running in parallel. Whereas here, the Sunflower Farms team has made it clear, hey, if you want to unlock the funds in the new game, you cannot spend your current tokens and you cannot go and buy some additional tokens. So some really cool rollover effects that happen as a, as a result of this being this, this happening, this game happening. Like This is something that we haven't seen happen before. Play to earn games, we have not seen go this far on the extreme of being open source, being 100% on chain, and being motivated by the community and being driven up by the community, and to have it have such a massive impact that it slows down an entire chain where it takes over 50% of the Polygon network and shoots up the gas price over 200%. That being said, the game is down for now, and not sure when it'll be coming back up. Super excited about the Black Swan event that is this game. Nobody thought that an L2 would get slowed down like this. We all thought that L2s would make it super cheap for us to be able to get gas. And so far, Polygon has even followed through on that promise. Even when the network slows down drastically, it can still support a transaction at 50 cents in less than five seconds, which is not something that I've seen any other real L2, uh, a true L2 build on top of Ethereum. So I really love what Polygon has built. Um, but this Black Swan event, I think, is not an exception. And I think we're going to see more and more of this. Uh, I think we're going to see more throughout 2022. We're going to see more open source games that do really well. We're going to see more video games that are 100% on chain on some Ethereum compatible chain, not over on Solana or on some other L1, but something that, that is on the scaling of Ethereum, something like Polygon, probably Polygon, because Polygon's the only thing inside of the Ethereum scaling ecosystem that can support cheap enough transactions to be able to play a video game. Transaction... Playing a video game has to cost less than a penny.
for a child to be able to play a video game, their saving the game has to cost less than a penny or else it's not really maybe some more expensive transactions like on occasion, but the bulk of playing the game, if it's 100% on chain, and I think the most valuable games will be predominantly on chain, the transaction has to either be like less than a penny or totally obfuscated from the gamer's, uh, the gamer's perspective. I could totally see a reality where gamers are playing video games and they're playing on top of Web3 blockchains, but they have no idea that they are using Web3 Rails. Um, where there are being transactions signed underneath and NFTs are moving to and from your wallet. However, the gaming company has decided to obfuscate those fees to leverage the on-chain technology while also attracting a non-technical crowd of people that don't know how to set up a wallet and don't want to have to have that friction of approving a transaction and spending the gas every time they do something. And it does will remove friction by not having you sign it definitely takes a lot of time. Like one, I really love it. I love having the MetaMask pop open and prompt me to sign the transaction. I love getting to crack open the hood and see exactly what I'm doing on chain and to get to verify those transactions. However, it does slow me down from the actual gameplay. So unlike Farmville, which is a game that this is kind of based on, unlike Farmville, which is pretty, I can do a lot of actions. This one, each action I kind of want to do requires me to sign a transaction and pay a gas fee and wait for that block to resolve. And so it slows it down a little bit. Um, things to consider. It's been a fun game. I hope it comes back sometime in 2022. But the main conclusion, 2022 is getting kicked off with play-to-earn games being very bullish on play-to-earn games. Um, I myself have played Sunflower Farms. I encourage my team to. I encourage uh, you, the listener, experiment with some play-to-earn games. They exist on your mobile phone. You can download them, stuff like Thetan Arena. On your computer, you can play some games. Like, you don't have to spend any money to get started. Uh, you don't have to spend any money to get started playing Sunflower Farms. You don't have to spend any money to get started playing Thetan Arena. Um, these games are on-chain. Very simple, very fun, very free. Uh, play around in the space. Run some on-chain experiments. And that ties us into the conclusion of this episode. As we've been talking about, we are going through a rebrand right now in the show. Very soon, this show is going to be rebranded. Instead of being called Your Voice First, we will be renaming it to On-Chain Experiments. The main reason for that is uh, voice technology is now taking up a very little portion of my focus as a creator. And so rather than starting up a new podcast, this, this podcast has been rebranded multiple times already. The origin of this podcast was 365 Tech by Suites and grew into Your Voice First podcast and I think is going to continue to grow into on-chain experiments where we are going to continue to explore Web3, DAOs, NFTs, cryptocurrencies, blockchains, uh, Solidity, smart contracts, everything that exists here in the space of digital ownership, empowering creators and building out legacy and long-term long-term on-chain experiments. If you've got any thoughts, please leave us a voice note or reach out to me on any social media platform, sweetman.eth. Thank you for tuning in. This is Sweetman signing off.